0: Welcome back to Your Next Stop. This is Juliette Hahn. We're going to do something a little different this summer. We're going to replay some of our favorite episodes. Don't forget to follow us on all podcast players at Your Next Stop. Don't forget to See some of the live shows that we have done on Fireside, and don't forget to follow me at I am Juliet Hahn on most socials or at Juliet Hahn. You can find my website at I am juliethanhn.com. Have a great summer and enjoy some of these favorite episodes from your next stop. Have you ever been listening to your favorite podcast and that moment comes up and you think, oh my gosh, I need to share it? Well, now you can with picked cherries. What I love about picked cherries so much is that when I'm listening to my favorite podcast and that moment comes up that I want to share, I can take a snippet, which is called a pick cherry, and I can send that to my friends and family so they can get involved in the podcast that I love. It's almost like sending an IG or a TikTok available now, iOS and Android. If you're not picking cherries, are you really listening to podcasts? <music> We are so excited to have you here for the first YNS Live with NFL Thread, benefiting mom bombs. I am just so excited to have you guys all here. And this is so excited. So before Cynthia introduces Tommy, I would love for everyone in the audience to broadcast live. So if you look at Tommy and myself, you'll see we have a little globe. So if you look down at the bottom to your left, you will see something where you can say broadcast live and you can send that to anything from LinkedIn to Twitter and that actually people out there, so your listeners can listen in without having to be in the app. That's one of the things I love so much uh, about Fireside. So really quickly, this is what's so exciting is that Cynthia met Tommy And Troy in Philadelphia in 1996, where Michael and Troy were both defensive backs for the Eagles. So, Cynthia, can you please introduce Tommy and we can get into the story because it is an exciting one.
1: It is. um, Absolutely. I am so excited to introduce my friend and serious inspiration, Tommy Vincent. I'll tell you, Tommy does so many things. Um, Tommy is a chef, she's a motivational speaker, she is the matriarch of Vincent Country, which it's a concept that I cannot wait until Tommy shares with you. It's for everybody. Um she's also the producer of Back to the Table, that's a YouTube series, and she's the host of her very own podcast Stay a while. So, well Tommy, <laughs> there's going to be a lot to talk about with you today. <laughs>
2: I'm so glad to be here and to be a part of this amazing conversation. And thank you, ladies, both for establishing a platform that is allowing the amazing women of the NFL to shine. I truly appreciate it.
0: Yes. Oh, I'm just, again, and I'm so happy to be a part of this because uh, I was talking to Tommy about, I read an article that Cynthia put out of The Playbook. And um I usually, you know, do a little research. If you guys have followed me and and, and followed my podcast, Your Next Stop, I do a little bit of research, but I love to hear the story come unfold because that's like my, my favorite is conversations. Um, But I wanted to read this because... Tommy has so many things that she's doing. First of all, she's a Jersey girl. So she grew up in New Jersey, um, which I am as well. So I connected there. Um, She's got five children. I was one of five. And one of the things I'm going to just talk about, and then I want Tommy to get into her story is she is doing so many things. And one of the things when I was looking through her social media, one of the things that Tommy said is that women should not have to do it all at once. You can do it all, but not at once and that just resonated with me so much and the The fact that Tommy is where she is she 's got you know a very prominent husband who's been in the NFL and now is an executive in the NFL um, organization and she 's raised five children and so Tommy, can you get into the story about what happened in two thousand and ten and how that kind of uh, formed you and now where you are? <laughs>
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm so glad that you were starting the conversation this way because oftentimes we, we arrive at stages in our life and we recognize that there's something off. There's something that needs to be adjusted so that we can truly thrive. And we lose sight of a major question that we should be asking ourselves: How did I get here? And in order for us to create the change necessary and required for us to fully um, move forward in life and blossom and flourish the way that we have the possibilities of, you have to be able to answer that question. So to your point, Juliet, there was a time in my life where I woke up one day and it really felt all of a sudden and it just its a key indicator knowing that. As we're moving in life, if you think about, if you think about a room and you think about light in a room, and the light is continually adjusting throughout the day, and it adjusts subtly, you don't even recognize the adjustments because your eyes naturally adapt. And then at some point the light goes out and the room is dark. And so for me, that's what happened to me. The light was on. It was on. And then all of a sudden, the light went off. And because the light was adjusting gradually in my life, I did not recognize that I was in trouble. And so I really went to a, a place where I felt like, man, who am I? Like, what happened to me? And... What is taking place in my life because I'm looking around and I see my husband thriving, I see my children thriving, but there's an aspect in me that just is not alive. And I spent a great deal of time in the bed. And I knew that if I did not address how did I get here, that I would be forever in that place where I was just moving through life. Um watching everyone else around me growing and flourishing, and I would just remain where I was. And so I went to counseling and I got the support I needed. I got the strategy I needed so that I could move from this place, understanding how I got here, so that as I step into my new, that I do not repeat the same behavior, the same actions that got me where I was in that moment.
0: Tommy, that's, I mean, that is, I, I got chills because as, as mothers, right. And as wives, we pour into our families and some of us do it more naturally than others. I mean, I, I really feel like some of us are very maternal and we literally lose ourselves because we are, are following, you know, what we feel is, is right. But then all of a sudden our children get a little older. So can you
2: share with us how old were your children at that time? So I had one daughter who at that time she was in college and then I had, um, one of my sons was in high school. The other one was in middle school and then our twins were in elementary school. And, um, So there was still a lot of life um, happening and a lot of moving parts, sports and, you know, engagements Mm -hmm. and all these different things that come along with, you know, being a mom. And if if you are a mom worth your salt, you truly Mm -hmm. desire to see your children win. And so we do things to um, make sure that's happening for them
0: right and we lose ourselves a little bit and i mean as you said you were losing yourself but you didn't realize that um and so after you went to counseling um was this around the same time because this is one of the things that stood out in the article that i just was like this is so beautiful and i think it says so much about your relationship with your husband um that you guys around christmas were writing out your goals and i actually got choked up when i read it cuz i was like wow that is a really powerful um that was a really powerful statement, but also a powerful time. Like I could put myself in this situation sitting in your living room with your family. Can you tell us a little bit about
2: that and what came out of that? Yeah. So that was actually before I went to counseling and it was, okay. Yeah. So we were sitting around, um, but, but, When you hear this story, (laughs) you'll completely get why, like, you have to snatch your own life back because Mm -hmm. it is it's on you. Um, But we sat and we had this conversation, Um, Troy and I, we we didn't want to continue to invest in areas of life in our in the areas of our children's life that weren't going to produce meaningful fruit for them. And, you know, that's something that we. As parents, you can get into that pattern where you're spending resources on things that really aren't investments that are going to be in their best interest for the long haul. And so we got with our kids and we wanted everyone to write down, what are some of your goals? What are your dreams? And we did that. And in that conversation, I expressed some things that I wanted to accomplish now at that time we were making I mean we did some wild things for our kids um, to make things work for them and to make things work with Troy in the NFL you know living in different cities and commuting hour and a half a day you know doing all these different things and so mm-hmm. I wanted to go back to school I did not complete my degree because Troy and I got married when I was 19 I was at Temple University and then fat you know life started happening kids. Boom, boom, boom. All of that. And um, so I said, I want to go back to school and complete my degree in something that was meaningful for me. And I knew that food was something that every stage of my life, it played such a significant role. It had so much power, so much healing power, bringing people to the table. And so I I shared I wanted to be able to complete my degree and I wanted to be able to get my family in a central location because when we were like all going in different directions. And one of my sons said, wait a minute, if you if we do that, then what about everybody else's dreams? Because us coming all into one place means that, you know, uh, some pe- some someone else's dreams may not occur, and I said, "When in your life have I never considered what was best for you and you achieving your goals?" Hmm. Wow. What about me saying that I want to include myself into this equation because this is not complete math if I'm absent from what's taking place in our life. There's enough room for everybody to shine. And it was just a moment where the light bulb went off and everything that was occurring at that stage in our life, I allowed, I cultivated, because I gave everybody permission to to handle me and to support me based off of what I was giving out to them. And so it, it, it was a, an epiphany moment that fast forward the, it was like the dots started connecting on how I got here. Right.
0: And you know, what, and this is one thing that we, Cynthia, did you have anything that you wanted to add there? I didn't mean to cut No, you off. No, it's just, yeah,
1: it's just unbelievable.
0: Yeah. Because one of the <laughs> things that I that. say, Right, and, and one of the things that I say in, in this podcast, and this is what I love about this so much um, about giving this platform, is because time and time again, it always comes back, is that when we start following a passion or following something that it, what is our path that is meant to be, whether you believe in God or whether you believe in the universe, but I really believe that God has a path for us. And when you start following what your, your God-given skills are and what you're you know, meant to do, the universe just opens up. And it opens up and it's like, as you said, the connecting the dots, it's like another doors open, opens up. Now, at times the doors get, you know, closed and you're like, okay, that was not the direction I was supposed to go in, but it keeps opening up when you follow that, that passion. And so when I was reading the article in the playbook and, you know, listening to some of your podcasts and stuff, it. It really shows that that's what was happening to you, right? It was all of a sudden you had this epiphany that, okay, this is how, this is what I'm meant to be doing. And then you kept moving forward because that's what I want the listeners to hear. Because sometimes you, you hear what you're supposed to be doing or you get a sense or you have a feeling, but you don't take action. And so the doors don't open up, but you kept taking steps and then they kept opening. What what do you like? Do you feel that same way or do you have that same mindset or, you know, do you want to add anything
2: to that? No, I agree 100%. One of the things, and and for me, it's definitely, I believe that my steps are ordered. Um, I trust mm-hmm. that when God created me, he did not make any mistakes. And so every aspect of my life is going to be used um, to ensure that at every stage of my life, I'm equipped to do what is necessary for those moments in time. And so one of the things that every morning when I wake up, I... Ask God to um, order my thoughts, because if my steps are already in place, now I have to tap into a mental space of you know where my mind thinks. Those are the things that are going to occur in that day because that's going to be the priorities of which I'll focus on. And so for me, if 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 I can get my thoughts ordered, I'm insured to walk in those steps that are already in place for me to have good success. And mm-hmm. so that is, has been critical for me in maintaining what I call a deliverance, you know, like my moment where I was in sink and sand, no doubt about it. And it, that type of um it's it's a slippery slope that just as quickly as you get out of it you can get back into it and so recognizing understanding who i am it really took deliberate actions on me getting to know me in a very intimate way and taking the time to tune into Tommy and not allowing the noise of all the aspects of my life that are going on and that will continue to happen because um my family, just every single person, I believe that they're here with great purpose and that if they do what they're supposed to be doing, that they will continue to shine. So don't, I don't expect the throttle for the, throttle, for the, the pedal um, to be released at any point in time. I believe we're going to continue to soar where I am and what's important is mm-hmm. that I'm soaring with my family. And how do I do that? How do I make sure that I am continuing to move forward? i got to know what works for Tommy, what causes Tommy to thrive and what causes Tommy to be able to enjoy every aspect of this life that she's been, been given and to walk in the power and the authority that's in her. i got to know everything about me everything about me. So when stuff is off and stuff isn't right, I'm not looking for validation and confirmation from anyone outside of me. I can immediately make the adjustments required so that I maintain the forward trajectory of my life.
0: Yes. And I think that's so important. And I remember Cynthia saying something in her interview as well. And I think this is what the, you know, a theme for everyone, everyone should hear because not everyone believes in, in God in the same way, but you are the person that controls your life not your husband, not your children, not the outside world, you are responsible for your own happiness. And Cynthia, that was something that, you know, Michael said to you that I was so like, yes, you know, that is, that takes guts to also say to someone, right? Because that's like, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to hurt them. But it is so true. And that's what I want the listeners to hear and anyone that's listening out there, whether you're a man or a woman, you can't look outside of you for your own happiness, you have to create it. And, um, and so, Tommy, I love, I love everything that you said. And, you know, going back to your son really quickly, the one that said, well, what about us? I mean, I, right away, I was like, he, he must have been like a teenager or like a preteen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because I, ha- I have those right now. <laughs> and so, um, you know, <laughs> that, um, that is something that is not, he wasn't saying it to hurt you. He was just like, okay, well, wait a second. But as you said, it was what you created. So I love mm-hmm. how you kind of shifted that and also shifted. And it's a good, you know, it's a really good um, reminder for all of us. Like I'm in, in the throes right now and everything you were saying, I was like, you know what, I need to think about that a little bit more. And so, you know, thank you for sharing that. Um, so can you also now take us through, so when you said how we can get everyone together, because I can't wait to dive into this part too. So what did you create after you went to school and um, and the inspiration behind that as well, other than, you know, you knew that you wanted to follow this this passion?
2: So what I did um, for my own well-being was I established um, a women's retreat that I've been doing now for seven years. That was the start of everything um, because I wanted to make sure I recognize that. um, And I know that this applies to men and women, but I'm a woman. So I'm speaking specifically from my experience um, that Oftentimes we suffer in silence, uh, whether it's shame or you, you know, believe that where you are in your life, you're the only one that's experiencing it. And it does take courage to lean on other people. And when you're so used to pouring out, um, you typically don't leave room to allow other people to support you. And so I wanted to create this space where women could come and they would have an opportunity to sit around with other women and be empowered, receive tools, receive life lessons and recognize it's not just you. You are not the only one that's experiencing what you're experiencing. And if we can tell our stories and we can share the triumphs and the victories and even the pitfalls, we have an opportunity to learn from one another. And so I created um, the Vented Country Women's Retreat. And then once the pandemic happened, I knew that the retreat wasn't something that I could move virtually like that just wasn't the vision that I had. I needed to be in front of these women's and touching them. And then also that whole weekend I chef the entire time. Mm-hmm. And so then it was like, OK, but this table, if I can make a larger table and invite more women to the table in a um, medium that will allow for me to still feel my gifts flourishing and provide space for gifts of other women to flourish, what would that be? And that's when I started the Stay A While podcast, um, because I knew I would be able to get into more homes and into more ears and to really allow for this conversation to... um, transform the lives of any and everyone that just was willing to pull up a seat to the table. You know, everybody's welcome. So you come to the table, you're going to get fed, you're going to get nourished. And not just from me, And I think that that's sometimes what can happen when we start when we start flourishing. Um, It's not about being selfish. You know, self-care is not selfish. It's necessary. But you also have to remember that when you get empowered, it's so important for us to make sure we're empowering others around us so that the tools that we acquired can now become tools for other people's toolboxes.
0: Yes. I love that. And Cynthia, can you really quick, can you just mute your mic? There's a little bit of um, feedback.
1: Oh, sure. Um, but I do want to say something before yeah, I mute. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, just no, I, no worries. Um, <laughs> I, I think that what you just said, self-care is not selfish. That is something right there to that we all really need to remember. Because getting right back to your conversation with your family... You know, you mentioned yourself in the equation and for a lot of kids, that's scary when mom starts to talk about anything that takes her focus away from them because it's that's what they're used to. So it's frightening. So I think the earlier that families and people can learn that, that when you're taking care of yourself, you're not being selfish. You're just it's self-preservation, which everybody will benefit from in the long run. So I think that was really important.
2: And, And you um, know, Cynthia, it's it was it was not instilled. Sometimes there there is um, resistance to putting a stake in the ground for yourself and having your own lines of demarcation um, to make sure that you maintain a healthy mental well being. And even as I move forward, it was like a um, you know this this tussling, but For me, they were not going to win. And it wasn't me versus them. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is because change and growth, it creates, you know, a whole new dynamic that there was some discomfort. But I can tell you it wasn't uncomfortable for me. It felt wonderful. It was Mm -hmm. the people that were used to me being one way and seeing me... um, began to thrive and to heal aspects of me that needed healing, that's where the discomfort was. And so I could not allow for their feelings to dictate what I was going to do next. This process, when you get to the space where you are like, I'm snatching my life back, you cannot allow for your feelings to drive this thing because our feelings will have us up one day down the next. You got to set the course and you got to stay focused on the end point. And then in between there, getting to there and putting your plan in place for how do I get from here to there, regardless of how I feel on any given day, remain committed to the process and keep moving forward.
0: Yes. I love that. Sounds- that. I love mm-hmm. that. <laughs> Right. I mean, that's so important. So that I just want to touch on that really quickly, because I think some people also think, okay, well, self care, because that is something I love that you that resonated with you as well, because it can look different to everyone. And some people think self care means like you're going to get a massage. For some people, that is right. But other people, it can be as simple as doing a dog walk without any, without the noise, right? Just listening to music or listening to podcasts or listening to stuff like that. Like I know very, I realized waking up before my children and before the whole house woke up was my time. And that was really important to me. And I need that every, every every morning, even though I can be in the thrive of things, I don't need a lot of alone time. But once I start my day that way, and, and then after I get the kids all settled, you know, when school was there, get them going, then I would take my dogs for a walk. And I would do that again, sometimes my husband would um, join me. But usually it was when it was my like, it it was times I actually when I find my most creative mind is when I'm walking my dogs, and I'm just out in nature. And so it's important that everyone finds a different part of self care. What do you what do you think of that? And if Cynthia and and Tommy if you guys can join uh you know kind of share with us what you found over time has worked for you that gives you that that clear mind and, and lets you start your day correct or end your day correct, you know, I would love
2: I think it's critical to have a self care plan for every environment you um will occupy. And so there for me um my self-care like you juliet is part of it the first part of it is i need to make sure that i rise while the house is still still so that i could do the things necessary for me just to get my mind right and so for me it's i spend time in prayer and meditation i work out and then i you know start moving on with my day but even like small things when everyone is together you know, the chaos, the The chaos ensues, but it's for me, the chaos. I love it. You know, that that's my life. Um, I always have music playing for me in my home. And for me, that's my self-care in the midst of everyone else, because it's continually feeding me, um, you know, I curate playlists that that speak to me. And so that's a, an aspect of self-care. And then, you know, in workspaces, when you're in, in a, a work environment, just because you have responsibilities there and you're engaging and interacting with other people and, you know, things can happen, you still need to have aspects of self-care there. Like, what are you doing to set your environment? How? What do you have on your desk that's speaking to you that can be, you know, you're having a conversation with someone that that isn't going so well? or that pisses you off, but then you have something over here on your desk that is your constant, your grounding point, where you look at it and you read it and it brings you back to yourself, recognizing, okay, I need to make sure that I am making sure that I'm good in this situation. You know, so making sure that we don't leave self-care to a moment or a special occasion or, you know, Something that can only happen at one point in time in our day, as we're moving through our day, making sure that we have our self-care in place for every environment that we will occupy, because we deserve that. We are worthy of that.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. I got the chills again. Cause I have to, I have to work out every morning as well, because if I don't, um, the, I love the chaos, but I am the best in the chaos when I've worked out and got my, cause I have tons of energy. And if I don't like kind of give a little outlet for my energy, <laughs> sometimes my energy is a little too much for my house. And sometimes they'll be like, Oh my gosh. Okay, mom. Um, so the, the working out kind of brings me down a little bit. So I, but I think it's so important what you said about your workspace too. I was actually just looking around. I'm like, okay, there's my thing. I didn't even realize that that's my thing. But that is what I look at when I kind of when I'm my brain is swirling. So thank you for that. And and the music, music is just I mean, I love that your house just sounds, you know, like I literally transported myself into it and was like, Okay, I'm listening to music and this, you know, and, and the chaos of things. So um, thanks, Tommy for that. Cynthia, do you want to share what
1: your self care is and and, you know, how you found that as well. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think that it is, and, and I feel so grateful for it because I really do feel like, um, what goes on in my head has been a true gift and a blessing, but I feel like that no matter what I'm doing, I'm always busy in my head with one of the projects or one of the stories or whatever that I'm doing. I'm busy in the head because I'm not one to enjoy doing the things you have to do around the home. Um, the things that need to be done. I'm not like whistling why work. I'm thinking about all oh, the fun things I can't wait to do when all these things are done. So I think that being busy in my head, that's my workout. That's my piece, creating things, thinking about things, thinking of ideas, and getting really excited about them. Not all of them can happen and not all of them will happen, but just kind of like tossing those ideas around have always has always been helpful and also keeping my friendships from from since I was little um my girls um they are a big part of my life they are now the aunts to my kids you know they um They know that they're a priority in my life. So I feel really happy that I kind of set precedence that if somebody would need me or call me, that my entire family knows that I have to drop it because they're such a priority in my life. So my kids are just attuned to that and used to it. So holding on to those dear friendships with people and women that know me since I was little and like my sister and my mother and my aunts, those women, um, that's important to me. So that's my kind of workout. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love
0: that. And I was literally laughing so loud because I'm saying my brain never stops. I remember there was a time where Dan and I were first dating and we were like sitting on a beach and I was like, and I never asked this. So I don't know why I did, but I was like, Hey, what are you thinking? And he's like, nothing. And I was like, that's impossible. How do you think of nothing? And he's like, I literally am thinking of nothing. And I'm like, you're not thinking like, Oh, the trees are like, look nice. And look at the bird. He's like, no, he goes, is something going on in your brain at all times? I'm like all times. But I love that, right? I love that chaos, and I love always thinking, so um something that I totally brought me back into your family as well. So I think that's beautiful. um Tommy, I did want to um do when I was reading the article, there was something that you there was a quote that I'm going to quote, and then I just would love you to touch on this because there is just so beautiful, and I think it's such a great reminder for everyone in every stage of their life. you wrote. When you sit down with your family, you have the opportunity to do a pulse check. And so I want you to touch on that and um, explain what that means to you.
2: I am a huge proponent about getting the family back to the dinner table. Um, When there's something magical that happens when the family has an opportunity to sit down to food that was prepared with love. Um, and, and uh, Cynthia, I don't know if, if cooking is your thing, it doesn't even matter if you cook it or not, but the intention behind the food that is served to your family means everything. And so sitting around with that food and having conversation is so critical and, I call it the pulse check um, because I need to be able to look into everyone's eyes and they need to be able to look into mine because you never know when someone is in need of resuscitation. And if we just keep moving throughout life and, you know, passing by each other like ships sailing through the night, it is very easy to assume that all is well. And with the demands of Troy's jobs and the pressure of, you know, just being young people right now, it's so critical that we have those opportunities to pour life into one another because regardless of what's happening outside of the walls of your home, home should always be a safe space. And if we fuel each other, The way that we have the capabilities of doing, we provide fuel for the rocket so that when we step back into the world, that all of us can take off. And so I am all about the pulse check and all about getting the family back to the table.
1: Yeah. I wanted to say, Tommy, that, um, you know, because our kids are similar in age and the only time we are together now is over dinners that we create sometimes at 11 PM when everybody comes in and we wait for it because, you know, the boys cook, you know, I do all the dumb things around the dinner, you know, all the appetizers and salads and whatever, but seeing the kids when they walk in the door and waiting for them to have something to eat together is, it's just everything to me. And so I love that you're encouraging and I love back to the table and, you know everything that you're doing to encourage everybody just to just to sit together for a little bit. I do, and I have to say
0: because I love that, and I you know I'm I'm a little bit like Cynthia with the with the household stuff, the mundane stuff. I don't love so cooking is not. I'm I cook very healthy and very bland. My kids are always like, uh, my husband is an amazing <laughs> cook, amazing. And so during COVID, we were so fortunate to have him home where he's cooking now all the time. I haven't cooked in a year and a half, which, which is wonderful. Um, and, but sitting down, cause that is our favorite thing to do as well is, and you know, my kids are a little bit younger, but we're still all over the place with different sports. And when they were a little bit younger, and this, it brought me back and it was actually, it brought a conversation where I was talking to my kids and they were remembering it. So it was also such like a nice thing. I was like, oh, I loved that Tommy just said that. Um, and, you know, Cynthia captured that in the playbook because we used to do a thing where we would say it was happy. Sad, angry, and then we added embarrassing. So we would every time we would sit down for dinner, we would say, "Okay, let's talk about our day. Can everyone talk about something that made them happy today? Can something, you know, someone talk about made it sad?" And it was something very similar what you said, Tommy. It was because I wanted to to see. We added embarrassing because it was like, okay, a lot of times it was like, no, nothing really sad happened. It was you would just get the happy, and so I was like, no, we need a couple different emotions here. Um, let's really dive into this because it is so important when everyone going in different directions. And, you know, the, the two of you being NFL spouses, I mean, your directions, you know, I, I can kind of understand it, but not really because your directions were so much more. Um, and the fact that that is still such an important thing says so much about both of your family units and, um, and the love and the respect that you guys have for each other, um, which is so important in raising your children because it is, um, it is a really beautiful thing to do it as a couple if you have that and you're able to kind of be like, okay, let's, let's dive into the children. So I, I love that, that, you know, as, as Cindy said, the, you know, the, the stay a while, the stay a while, um, the YouTube and where you're doing back to the table and you guys are cooking and and people can kind of get a sense of the love that you have and the love that you had as a child that you brought into your life now. Um, So do you want to add anything more to there? Because then I also want to jump into Vincent Country, because I know we're coming to the end. um, But
2: this is another thing that I think is so important uh, for the listeners to, to hear. Yeah, I would actually like to add, you mentioned a couple of the platforms that I'm currently working on. And I just want to, you know, I share the story about that moment at the table where my son, you know, was like, how, you know, how does this affect us? It hasn't affected anyone negatively. Everything about where I am today has improved my relationship with my husband. It's improved my relationship with my children. And I am shining. And so I think when we're starting to make changes in our life, it can even be scary for us because we're so used to the routine and we're so used to what it is. And um, so... Thinking about the future and the possibilities sometimes can cause us to paralyze and allow fear to grip us so we don't start taking those steps forward. And I just want to encourage everybody that is listening. When you're afraid, you need to understand you're on the right track. And lean into that fear and allow that fear to cause you to be a force behind you, pushing you forward, because one day you'll look back and you'll remember the moment when you were afraid and you'll be so grateful that you bet on you because you have the keys to your success.
0: Yes, I literally... I was muted screaming, going, yes, because it is so important. And I think what you touched on is because you are following something that you're passionate about and you're following your path, you are then being able to fill everyone's cup up. And so that is something that I think is so important because I look back at my, you know, my life and I've always, I'm a very positive, very happy person, but I have to say right now in what I'm doing with this podcast and my coaching is what I was meant to do. And so I know that I am showing up as the best person each day for my family because I took that risk. And is it scary? As you said, yes, but you can't let fear stop you because we all have one life. And if we don't follow what we're meant to follow and we let fear, what is that? like regret and being bored are like two of the things that I would like, why would, why would I ever want to do that? I live one life. I want to look back and be like, yes, I love that I had balls to do that. And yes, I love that my kids got to see me. And like, Tommy, I think that's one thing. And Cynthia and I've talked about this because she does, you know, the same. I think it's important for our kids to see that we all, that we're people and we all have, we have goals and we have ambitions and we want to do stuff too. We, you know, we chose to be moms and I am—I that—that is my greatest, you know, my greatest accomplishment. I love that I created three amazing children. I love the relationship I have with my husband, and you know, my two dogs in there as well. But I also want them to know that I am more than just their mom. I'm a woman that has something to share, and I'm a woman that I'm going to be able to teach other women to be better than they were yesterday. And I think that's so important for our kids to see that our daughters, our sons too. Um, So I love that. So I want to um, really quickly touch on Vincent country. And I would love for you to talk about this, because this is another quote that really stood out to me. And you said, when I stepped into the streets, my country is Vincent. Can you explain that and how other families can benefit from Vincent country and what you're doing with that?
2: Vincent Country is, it is literally our lifestyle and the point of it all, we have three pillars, our faith, our family, and our food. And our hopes for Vincent Country is that we will be able to socialize our life, our lifestyle, And that we will empower other families to recognize that they too are their own country. You know, we look extrinsically on the exterior of our life and we look at other people's lives and we'll start to compare. We'll start to, you know, feel some kind of way about the circumstances of our situation. And it's so important to recognize that you have the power to create whatever country you desire and whatever type of, um lifestyle that is going to cause every single person in your family to thrive. And so with Vincent Country, we do that. For a very long time, we did not allow any aspects of who we were to be public because it was just something that we had made a decision early on, and then we recognize. Wait a minute, we've ha- we have some life experiences that other people can glean from if they choose to, and if people can recognize that I don't care where you came from, I don't care where you're at, that right where you are, you can find success. You should look on your life and be proud of your life and where you are. And if you're not proud, then make the adjustments necessary for you to do that. And not every household has two parents. Um, not every household has parents. You have, you have grandparents that are leading the charge. You have single parents that are doing what's necessary, whomever the caregivers are. We need to be proud of those situations and circumstances because we're here and we have an opportunity to make sure that we leave this earth fully empty and um, depositing all the things that are within us. So finding success where you are and developing your own country. And I just want to touch on Juliet real quick. Um, As moms, it's so important to humanize ourselves. And so when I talk about taking off the cape, the superwoman cape, you know, when your husband and your children or whomever is looking to you, oftentimes we, we take the burdens of life and we just put it on our back and we just keep moving and we just get it done. All they know is she got it done. And so there is a willingness to just lay everything at our feet because we don't, Display our humanity. And so I am deliberate about taking off that cape and humanizing myself and letting Troy know and letting the kids know that this does not work for me. I don't have the capacity to do this right now. I can do this for you on this day, at this time, or whatever the case may be, but I am one person. And in order for me to effectively be available for me and for you, I need to make sure that I am doing things in a manner that is going to allow for me to fully be everything that I had the possibilities of being.
0: Yes. Oh, my gosh, Tommy, this is Amazing, amazing, and I just uh, everything you say just resonates so much with me. And it also, as I said, because I'm in this uh, a, a different, a little bit of a different stage of life. You've been in this stage of life, and so it's also such a great reminder because I am, you know, my business is just starting to boom, and so it is. Sometimes I say to the kids, guys, I need help right here. Like I'm trying to do something because I am following a passion of mine, and you guys see how much this means to me. I need you guys to step it up right? And I think that is so important that you said it and so important for our husbands to see that like, you know, my husband's always been the breadwinner and he is very supportive and I'm very fortunate that I have his support. But there's times where I'll say to him, like, I I need you to do this. I am trying to do this. And so again, having the open communication and letting our kids and our family know how we feel like in our family. We don't, as I say that, you know, the kids don't stuff things because they're going to come out somewhere else. You got to express it. So we are very communicative. Um, And I think that's very important for everyone out there to hear. And also in, in business and any kind of aspect of life, you have to be honest with yourself and you have to speak your truth. You can't stuff it. And I know like some people can stuff it. And I know Catherine in the audience, we've talked about that. Catherine was on, um, this podcast as well. And it's true. It's going to come out in a different, in a different place. So I just want to thank you again, Tommy, so much. I would love for you to plug yourself, but I also want to say thank you, Gina and Kenya and, um, Kenna and Catherine and Landon and Karen and Crystal. And, um, no, oh, I'm going to say your name, but, but, uh, Baki, I'm sorry if I said that wrong, but all of you, Jimmy and Patrick, for joining in this conversation. I know there's been people in and out, um, but we appreciate this. And this is YNS Live with NFL Thread. Tommy Vincent is our first guest for this, uh, this series, this partnership, and I just can't wait to continue. And Tommy, I just love everything that you're saying. I think that you're doing such an amazing job for so many out there showing your life and how you can you know, do things by following your passion, but also still being a mom and still being a wife, but not, as you said, doing it all at once. There's times where you need to separate it. And, you know, Cynthia, thank you for, for bringing this all up. So Tommy, I would love, you guys can see the fortune cookie here. There is that's chef Tommy V. You can follow Tommy on IG, but Tommy, can you shout out the, you know, where other people, they can find you if other than, um, IG.
2: Yes. So in addition to at Chef Tommy V on um, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook, you can also follow along with um, at stay a While show on Instagram. And I do Monday night lives with some amazing people. And I also share the podcast stay a While content on that page as well. And the podcast stay a While, you can listen anywhere that you listen to your podcast. I also have a YouTube channel where I upload cooking content and that is the channel is at chef Tommy V. Um, so, Oh, let me not forget the website for Vincent country, which is VincentCountry.com, And that's also the social media handle everywhere also at Vincent country. But thank you so much, Juliet and Cynthia, once again for creating this powerful platform. Um, Mm -hmm. There's so much power in voices um, being amplified and providing people with an opportunity to share who they are in such an authentic way. So I really appreciate it.
1: Beautiful. I wanted to end it with um, Gina is here in the audience. And I wanted to mention that Gina had listened to your podcast and let me know that her, your presence was like pajamas for the soul, and I thought that was the sweetest, most awesome thing that anybody could say about somebody. And I totally agree.
2: Oh my goodness, that is—you <laughs> um, sent that to me, and it literally made my heart smile so big because that, it, it for me, it brought. I felt like that is what I I desire. It's like bringing people into my women's retreat, and that was amazing. So I really appreciated that. That was fuel for. Mm-hmm. beautiful
0: awesome and you guys can also listen to gina who has been on fireside if you want to listen to her episode as well and guys definitely keep coming back find tommy if this will be um put up on podcast players in uh the next couple weeks and you'll there'll be show notes but you will be able to view the recording here on fireside and um again don't forget to tune in Follow all of us because we also all have, and Cynthia, why don't you shout yours out? I, mine is I am Juliet Han and you can find me in any of the social medias. That's also where my website is, but you'll find out when we're doing the next NFL thread with YNS live. So Cynthia, why don't you also shout out where people can find you as well?
1: Um, I think for me, the best is to go to nflthread.com because I have everything right there. Perfect.
0: Well, again, thank you everyone for joining in. Thank you, Tommy. I loved getting to know you and um, just keep doing what you're doing. You are literally lighting the world on fire in such a beautiful, beautiful way. So thanks guys. Thank you.